G'day, g'day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Great to have your company once again on the EFTM podcast. Um, We're here each and every week. I try and record it on Tuesday morning. Should be in your uh, phone podcast app, ready to listen to at or just after lunchtime on Tuesday. So ready for your drive home on Tuesday afternoons or whenever you choose to listen. If you have a hot podcast habit, uh, especially with regards to this show, Get in touch. Let me know what it is. I'm always curious to find your habits around podcasting. I'm not going to lie. I've struggled um, with with COVID. I used to drive to Channel 9, I don't know, two, three times a week easily. And that would be when I would listen to podcasts. Um, the boys in Melbourne, the Daily Talk Show, Tommy and Josh, I, I'd, I'd listen to them quite regularly. Um, and to be honest, I have absolutely struggled. Absolutely struggled. Because now I'm in the car so infrequently, I like... I really, really like just getting my music, my music fix. So I'm kind of lacking that that podcast time personally. So let me know whether whether COVID has given you more podcast time or less, and how your routine has changed or evolved as a result of uh, the global pandemic. Um, I'm not making light of it. It's just far out. It's going on, isn't it? Um, it is all happening, and, and my continued thoughts to those people in Melbourne. Um, can't be easy, but uh, has to be done, and hopefully we're all going to avoid that same situation. And, look, hopefully uh, by the end of the year we're back at a point where Australia is open for business for, for Australians and we can show our support to each other um, by shopping, spending, travelling, and uh, making Australia the awesome place that it is because we should all be enjoying it. I'm, I'm missing travelling, but, you know, I'm enjoying being home. So it's a real balance, very interesting balance. Today, a bunch of calls again. Plus, we're going to talk uh, smart watches, fitness watches, and the market for those and how um, that has or maybe has not gone gone great over the last few weeks. We'll talk to Fraser Jones from Sunto about that. And I'm going to talk to a guy uh, called Shane who has created his own app seven years ago. But, you know, the older, you know, long-term overnight success uh, can be a good thing. And uh, he's created an app that connects you with people in your local area, whether it's a tradie, a shop, a business, a product, a car to buy, whatever it is, it's it's all about that. And it's a fascinating concept. Um, I don't know how well it's going to go over the course of time, but maybe just maybe he's onto something. So um, be interested to get your thoughts and feedback on that, especially if you've used it. Uh, so all that plus a bunch of calls coming up now on uh, the EFTM podcast. Got a question, uh, whatever's happening in life or the world of cars, technology and lifestyle, get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Gav. Hello, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, I was just curious to know if you'd heard any news about the Tesla Model Y being available in Australia. In Australia? Absolutely nothing. In fact, Tesla just don't love, uh, they just don't love advertising, that kind of stuff in advance. I think their focus with the Y is... Uh, both America and Europe. I just think they're 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 pumping them out at such quantity that they really want to fill their orders in those markets. And with the greatest respect to Australia, we're just such a tiny market. I mean, yeah, it's you know they're they're selling the three in big numbers here still. It appears so. Unfortunately, I just don't think it's a priority. I think they have to allocate what little stock they have to uh, you know to to the to the places where they can probably get the most margin, let alone anything else. Is, yeah. Like, where are you at with uh, with thought process on on a, on a new car? Uh, 
Yeah, I, I was I was thinking, I've been thinking a long time now about changing cars, but uh, more recently been interested in the, the electric space and um, it just doesn't seem to be much choice or, you know, when you think about it, Tesla seems to be the, you know, the pointy end of things, so it's good. Um, I, I had a test drive of a Model 3 this week yeah. um, and was talking to the Tesla rep and and was sort of said, look, I'm, I'm interested in the why. I understand it's not available yet, but, you know, a lot of the stuff in the Australian media talks about late 2020, early 21. And, yeah, yeah she sort of said to me that, um, you know, look, at this point, I think it'll be a year or two before you see them here. Um, she said, as an example, when we put down put out reservations for Model 3s. It took nearly two years before cars were delivered and, and we've had no, um, we've got no intention yet or any sort of communication about putting out reservations for Model Ys. So, so I, I, anything I'd say is there, I, I, with the greatest respect to that lovely person, I feel like that that's a, an ill-informed comment. I mean, when they yeah. put out reservations for the Model 3, and I know this because I put money down, um, when yeah. they put out reservations, it had just been literally announced. They hadn't even started making them yet. The car, whereas, yeah. Whereas the Y is based off the 3, you know, it's in production. They're not yep. going to take reservations for that. They're going to take orders for that when, when it's when it's ready. So it's a slightly different process. I genuinely think that by, certainly by this time next year, there'll be Ys on the road here, okay? Um, yeah. I, I do think that it probably will be, you know, by end of year we'll get a, a an order, Situation, but they probably won't yep. ship here until probably first to second quarter of next year. I mean, next the bottom year. line there is like, if if the why is really truly on your radar, now would be a bad time to buy a car. Yeah, and that's the conclusion I've come to. Like, I have had a couple of follow up calls from from Tesla to sort of, you know, talk me into a, a Model Three or or a Model X um, while I wait. But I've just, you know without getting a date, then it's just too much of a risk for me you know, yeah, yeah. to sort of think I could I could jump into a three now and then find out in six months, um, you know, why is it available and I'll be kicking myself. So, what sort of money um, are you looking to spend on a car? Uh, <clears throat> around about that that 100 sort of mark, 100, yeah. you know, I've yeah. had a look at a couple of speculator sites that talks about whether the whether why may land. I think it's going to come in a, a bit dear. I think, you know, uh, the Tesla rep said to me, um, she expects that they'll come in, you know, ten to twenty grand dearer than the three. Yeah, um, that makes a bit of sense. Yeah, it's, it's just the frustration with the whole, <clears throat> pardon me, um, luxury car tax and what it does to those prices. You know, the yeah. we talk about a, a luxury car tax that sort of to protect an industry that doesn't exist anymore. It'd be nice if the government start looking at this sort of stuff and maybe even waive it or halve it for uh, full electric vehicles. Um, it's um, you know a hundred and thirty eight thousand dollar Model X all of a sudden becomes a hundred and seventy thousand dollars drive away by the yeah, time you Yeah, totally. Put... It's it's almost yeah. outrageous. I think the problem is, and I look, I support the idea of there being some form of government. I don't want to say incentive, but government, you know, support for the EV industry just to drive it. Um, yeah. The the issue is, especially now in in the current times, like what benefit is there to Australia? In giving you that that kind of that leash, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's going to going to create jobs in Australia if people are buying more cars. Tesla's pretty pretty nah. lean operation, so <clears throat> I think that's the only problem problem with government support is right now the government money has to go to getting jobs. So it's probably yep. not going to happen in 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 uh, in this purchase cycle for you, mate. But uh, yeah, the, the first world thing, problems. Have you looked at any <laughs> other electric cars? Um. Not closely. It's it's strange, obviously. As I, you know, the more YouTube videos I watch about Tesla, the more ads I see for Audi and uh, Mercedes electric vehicles. Um, 
Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I think the price is what I bought at at first, and a lot of yeah. stuff around performance and things like you know, I'm driving a, uh, a Volkswagen Golf R at the moment, um, and hence the reason I've the Teslas have got my interest with the performance side of things. Yeah. It's um, it's it's crazy, you know. Um, and then when you look into the service side of things, it's it's almost non-existent. So um, it just becomes a you know, very attractive proposition, and just <laughs> the one, the one that we want, it's not available yet. Yeah. So it's just wait, wait and see. You know, I I agree. I think that even today, if I had the money to get a car in that same ballpark as you, I'd probably be, you know, most the majority of my thinking would be towards the Tesla. But I, as a boring individual, would probably also just go. I need to, I need to think about the Hyundai Kona because you know it's a small car, yep. it does what it needs, and it's electric. And, you know, it might be an interesting one for you to drive. Just go to a dealer and drive the Kona because it's not as punchy as the, the three, but it's still, it's still got the EV punch. Um, yeah. And it has, you know, kind of more more standard car-like uh, controls and feels. The other the other two I do think it'd be worth getting because you've got six months, right? You're going to be waiting six months. So do just get your bum in a seat, right? Yeah, yeah. Drive the Jag. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. It's beautiful. Um, and then when the Audi, like there is an Audi or two in Australia already, the e-tron, but they're not, you know, actively doing anything with them. It'll be, I think, around September. Um, yep. Go down to Audi Sydney and drive it because the e-tron, especially with virtual mirrors and stuff, that like yeah. it, it, there's there's stuff that normal car companies do that Tesla just don't. And fit and yep. finish is one of them. And yep. man, that Audi, that's gorgeous. So <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? It's at the very least worth putting your bum in the seat, eh? Yeah, for sure. All right, sorry I couldn't help with the date, but uh, I look oh, forward to hearing from you when you bought the Y, mate. Yeah, geez, I'll let you know. Good on you. And uh, if you've got a question like Gav, and uh, thanks for calling Gav, mate, appreciate it. Um, get in touch, just go to the website, eftm.com. Got a question? Get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev, and uh, I'll get in touch. G'day, Con. G'day, Trev. How you going, mate? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? Mate, I'm just looking to get some AirPod Pros. Uh, been looking for a couple of weeks uh, for something that works well with my Apple Watch and my iPhone at the same time. Um, my instinct is to go with the Apple product, but I'm just looking for a reason to look at something else, basically. Mate, so you're, you're concerned about the seamless kind of integration slash migration from one Apple device to another. That's That's the ecosystem you live in? That's right, yeah. I mean, at the moment, I use a, a couple of different brands, including a Plantronics headset, mm-hmm. but I find that none of them seem to move between the two devices uh, very easily or very well. I'm not going to lie. I haven't used the AirPods enough with an Apple Watch to tell you that it's seamless, right? Um, every time I've done it, I've, I've kind of had to get the watch out and, you know, get the head... Pr- I don't know. Just it's, it's been a process for me. But I, I think, and, and slash wonder, that that's because I don't... I've never used them all constantly, continuous. I'm always mucking around with different products, right? So yep. the only thing I'd say is, in terms of options is don't rule out um, Beats. I mean, okay. depending on what sort of headphones you want, you know, there are the Power Beats and the, and the, and the standard Beats that are Apple products and they pair and do everything the exact same way. So certainly if you're active and out and about, I'd prefer the Beats to the AirPods personally just for fit and comfort and okay. the fact that they're not going to fall out. Um, but Air, mate, AirPods Pro are a, a better look than the original AirPods. They're a great sound, great noise cancelling, and I think you'll get. Put it this way: it's going to be the best integration between product to product of of anything on the market. Uh, the Beats and the and the Apple products. Okay. 
Yeah, no worries. Do the beats do you, do the beats have the volume control as a button, or is that only through Siri as well? No, there's a button on the beats. I'm pretty done. Okay, sure. that's good. Um, which is much much better. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, they're not within. I've got like literally 600 sets of headphones on the desk next to me because I'm doing headphones tomorrow yeah. on the Today Show, but I don't have the beats uh, within reach. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the button is just on the top above the B button, the B for beats. So okay. you've got the control for, you know, call ending or, or play pause, and then you've got a volume control as well, which. Again, I prefer. I mean, I know it's all smart and fancy what AirPods do, but it just takes away some of those simple things like the, the headphones that have like a touch swipe gesture to put the volume up and things like that. They're, they're very good. Okay. All right. All right well, um, Happy that's shopping. good. Thanks for, thanks for your advice. I might catch up with that uh, um, thing you're doing on the Today Show tomorrow. I might give me some good advice as well. It might. It might not. You've had a personal right, no consult. <laughs> good on you, Trevor. All Thanks, right, mate. Champ. Good on you, mate. Con there uh, with a question about headphones. If you've got a question, go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Well, I've got a new uh, judge of how good slash successful how slash quality a product is, and this is it. And, and I think this will resonate with you. Think about the number of products that launch and then what they're priced at just a few months later. TVs, for example, like the launch price is nothing like the retail price on day one. Then a few months later, the price comes down. Now, we've just been through a pretty horrid period of time where everyone's had lockdowns. Melbourne's still in lockdown. And you would think that activity or activeness is probably not at its peak. But in fact, people are taking more advantage of those times when they're either allowed out to, to exercise or they've kind of seen the, the light in terms of the, the freedom that we have and they're out exercising and, and being active. Uh, which is where these kind of fitness and sports watches become such a, a critical part of the kind of fitness experience. Uh, I talked earlier in the year about the Sunto 7, uh, which hit the market in late January, early February, 799 bucks. And I just looked at JB Hi-Fi, still 799 bucks. which uh, Fraser Jones, head of Sunto here in Australia and New Zealand, that proves my point, mate, quality stuff. Quality, yes, uh, Trevor, yeah. Um, it's one of, the, one of the principles of our... Uh uh, of Sunto is is quality um, and precision, uh, and making sure that we uh, you know we listen to uh, our customers as well uh, on sports features and and um, and what they're looking for in a in a sports watch. So what's the year been like? Um, you know, I remember CES was it was exciting. It was the, the Sunto Seven was going to be this you know next big thing for you guys because of uh, Wear OS. It's it's full compatibility, seventy sports. You know, a huge range of features which are frankly unprecedented on on, on almost all smartwatches, uh, let alone sports and fitness trackers. Um, the year started well, but then then we hit COVID. What what did that do to to the market? Yeah, well, look, it's um, it's an interesting scenario because obviously COVID hit and we went into a uh, a type of lockdown, uh, not the same lockdown as we're in today in Melbourne, but um, it it certainly was uh, something different. Uh, and one of the things for um, Sunto was to make sure that we, um, you know, we we looked at Sunto Seven, what we could do, and and uh, especially in the times we actually saw a growth in uh, in physical activity um, and uh, and that was one of the main things that you could do was, was you know, get outside and go for a walk or go for a run or a bike ride. So, yeah. you know, we, we did start to see some really uh, amazing growth coming out of that and, and seeing people get out there and, and, uh, and do their activities, which was fantastic. Did you have that initial, uh, I guess, fear slash concern about the market? I mean, I had this with a bunch of companies who I do a lot of work with and it felt like everyone was bracing for 
retail disaster, essentially. You know, everyone would stop shopping, stop going places. But then it didn't take long uh, for me to have, you know, conversations with, you know, retailers like JB Hi-Fi and not the head office. I'm talking about just the people in the store. And they're saying, look, we're still selling as much stuff. There's just less people here because people are looking, searching, you know, essentially shopping online and then either coming in to pick up or coming in to make that final uh, choice. Was it a bit of a, uh, I guess, roller coaster ride in terms of the potential concern? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, certainly a roller coaster. I mean, the, the first part of it, you know, no one, everyone was unsure uh, of, of what was actually going to happen. So, um, you know, that that certainly was the case. And, and then uh, you're right in saying that, you know, uh, pretty quickly soon after we started seeing, you know, people getting out there and and, and exercising more and wanting to uh, wanting to monitor monitor their um, their exercise. So, um, for us, it, it, we really saw that uh, that growth started to happen through that period. Um, and I think one of the biggest things for us was, um, you know, just seeing people out there um, on the streets getting getting those exercises, and we knew that, um, you know, we could obviously help help with that. Uh, obviously, online sales grew through that period, um, you know, you know, massively through uh, the likes of JB and, and Suto.com. So that was fantastic. Um, you know, we, we really saw a shift in, in dynamic in the retail space as well there. Um, and yeah, it was it was uh, it was phenomenal, uh, sort of going through that period. And what's it like in in the smartwatch, fitness watch, tracker market when you have uh, companies like Samsung, for example? I'll use the names; you don't have to. But you know, they've just released a, a new watch which prices itself either side of yours, essentially. In fact, more expensive for the larger version. You would argue, I'm assuming, that for the the true uh, lover of fitness slash sports slash activity. Um, your product really does way outshine that in terms of the the basic features that it has. Yeah, I think um, it, it's an interesting world because on one side you've got smartwatch and one and the other side you've got sports watch, yeah. um, which does a little bit of smart, I suppose you could say. Um, what we tried to do with Sunto Seven is is create a product that was you know a full blown smartwatch with all the features and benefits of a smartwatch. Uh, but they could do the sports side of it. So we, we sort of, we, we wanted this niche of, a, there was a bit of a niche in the market and, and that was one of the things we um, we really focused on with Sunto 7 um, and, you know, the amazing feature base it actually brings um, with both sides of the uh, of the coin, I suppose to say, is, is, you know, that smart and that sports side of life. Am I right in saying that you you have a feature, and this is spoken as someone who doesn't get out much, right? Um, <laughs> that, that essentially heat maps, though. And, and back, you know, if we rewind six months a year, the idea of a heat map showing the the active cycling paths or the active running paths or walking areas because you could you could see on a map, you know, where people are going regularly. Great feature, but conversely, now you can kind of flip it on its head and go, "Well, I'm going to take those ones that are the you know least walked path, you know, for social distancing reasons." Yeah, it's crazy how um, you know in six months things can change very, very quickly. You know, we we looked at heat maps and and uh, we were like, "Look, you know, here, here's a great opportunity to be able to see, especially if you're in a country or a place that you've never been before. You can yep. see whether others have been running or cycling. Um, you know, there's up up to 15 different activities you can follow with swimming and surfing. You know, all those sorts of things as well. So, um, you know, there was a really cool side of it there. But now we've sort of we have flipped it on its head and. And with COVID, uh, you know, 19 coming into play, um, we've had to sort of say, well, look, here's an opportunity for us to show you where people 
aren't going. Um, so you can obviously, uh, you know, go to those areas and, and feel a bit safer. Um, to be honest, Trevor, I was one of those people anyway in the first place because if I went for a run, I didn't really want to talk or <laughs> run around yeah, other people. So um, I was using that anyway um, as it was. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy how six months changes. And, I mean, obviously, you know, privacy is an important part of all these things. But as an overall snapshot, do you get a sense of what the most used kind of portions of the of the watch are in terms of the apps or the sports that are most popular with the Sunto 7? Yeah, I mean, you predominantly, um, you know, main sports like your running, your cycling, those sort of types of sports are, are predominantly there. Um, in your different areas, uh, you see um, surfing and swimming, which is interesting, uh, especially in Sydney, uh, where you guys are um, up, up near the Gold Coast. Uh, there's a lot of surfing there as well. So um, we, we see in different sort of uh, different areas of the country, um, you know, predominantly different uh, things are being tracked. Um, but if you're very close to me in Melbourne, you would see that my area is lit up like a Christmas tree at the moment. So uh, obviously only being able to do our one hour of, uh, of um, exercise per day. Um, yeah. my, my, my area certainly has a lot of, uh, a lot of heat maps around it. Well, it's a fascinating product, and I'm kind of uh, it was it was a concerning time at the start of the year with with retail generally for all tech companies, let alone every business. And there's still businesses that are that are struggling with what COVID's doing to them. But you know, it's I think it's important to kind of note that 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 life goes on. You know, we we are continuing to spend. Retail continues. There are products out there like this that can be part of your post-COVID life, if you like, you know, in terms of getting active and, and being active. So, I mean, it's, it's a good thing to think that this is, um, this is working and it's happening and it's selling uh, because we are going to get through this. I mean, you know, lockdown's a, a difficult thing in Melbourne, but hopefully in just a few weeks we'll, we'll get some positive news and people will be out there and the heat maps will swap around and you'll start looking for the, for the active ones again maybe. Yeah, definitely. And I think, look, through this time, too, we've, we've tried to be very proactive on um, on things like VRAM um, with uh, what, what Anthony Gordon built um, with the Race Across America, um, which was a, turned into a virtual Race Across right. America. Yeah. Uh, and and then things like Beyond Blue for, for mental health as well. You know, we, we um, did 10 percent of all uh, June sales. Um, through uh, donating through to Beyond Blue. So, you know, really, really important things for us to, to keep supporting those out there, uh, especially in these times, but, but to continue on that afterwards as well. Um, and to then sort of bring, you know, new features to the Sunto 7, um, I think was a, was a really amazing thing to be able to do, especially to, uh, you know, a, a product that's already um, built off a, a lot of features. And so for those that have a Sunto 7 um, software update, gives them access to a, a couple of uh, new things? Yeah, well, the, the, the really cool thing about the software update um, is you um, have a 24-hour tracking um, data improvements. So you've actually got uh, the tracking on the watch itself on a tile. Um, so as I, as I can show you today, uh, you know, I've done... 5,150 steps already today, I've 280 calories, um, and I've got a recovery time of, of zero hours, so I'm, I'm allowed to go back out and exercise whenever I need to. Um, so that's really important uh, for a lot of customers, uh, especially in these times, if you want to get to your 10,000 steps, you know, those types of things, or if you want to burn a certain amount of calories, um, and then also recovery is probably one of the most important things in exercise, so to have that recovery time on there, um, to, to let you know that you can actually now go out and do some more exercises is great Um, and then on top of that was sports customization now one of our uh, one of our biggest um, product releases uh, a couple of years ago was the Suto 9 uh, Barrow 
Now, the Suunto 9 Barrow um, actually had a, f- a functionality called sports mode customization. Mm-hmm. So you're able to actually see exactly what um, you wanted to see on your watch. So it was giving you an idea if you wanted to see heart rate, if you wanted to see average heart rate, or you wanted to see all these different things, you could actually choose that and build the own custom, the own, uh, your own customization of those programs and actually see that on your watch. So it was really customizing the display so that you – uh, knew exactly what you were seeing um, on those on those different activities, I suppose. So really, really cool to be able to um, to, to build that into Sunto Seven, uh, and it's definitely one of the things that a lot of people um, you know reached out to us about and and uh, and really wanted on the Sunto Seven. So to be able to listen to them and then come back and and uh, you know create some new features like that and through a software update is amazing. Brilliant stuff. Uh, always nice to have new features come to an existing product that, that you've spent your hard earn on. So there's a lot of uh, users that would be impressed with that and perhaps uh, some more compelling reasons for others to consider the Sunto 7 when they're looking at uh, their next smart or, or fitness or combination uh, smartwatch uh, running Android um, Wear. Uh, it works for both Android and iOS, so it's a, it's a versatile smartwatch that, uh, mate, 799 JB Hi-Fi, still very good value. And as I said, price is the same. So that to me is a sign of a of, of both a, a good product and uh, and one that doesn't need to be discounted if you like. So, congrats on uh, on the year thus far. Thank goodness it uh, it's kind of worked out to be better than you might have thought at the start of the dramas. And mate, best wishes to you and everyone in Melbourne. And um, and we'll get through this. It won't be long. Thank you very much, Trevor. Thanks, Bree. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading, as always. Now, do you remember last week? It was Michael. Michael came on. He had a problem with his Optus internet. Uh, before I even got him on, I um, I referred his concerns to Optus. My man at Optus, Patrick. Now, I've got to tell you that a little birdie has told me that the day as I record this podcast, Tuesday, August the 11th, well, it's Patrick's birthday. Patrick, happy bloody birthday, mate. Um, I genuinely appreciate all of the things you do for my audience, whether it's uh, uh, someone from the Today Show that sends me an email or listen to this podcast, someone who's reading an article and just sees that I'm asking for tech support feedback, uh, someone that's heard me on the radio or a caller to the radio. Every time Optus is mentioned, Patrick gets involved. Uh, and I can tell you right now, it's not Patrick's job. Patrick's just you know senior enough at Optus that he can talk to the right people and make things happen. Uh, I think Patrick should be running the bloody joint um, because he's never let me down. He's never let my audience down. And to be honest, to be very clear, he's also very honest with me. If it's something I should have worked out, he'll say to me, mate, it was just X, Y, Z. And often I've overlooked something very, very simple. So Patrick, happy birthday. Uh, it's greatly appreciated that uh, that you've gone to the trouble of, of helping so many people. Uh, your wife, Grace describes you as a selfless man, very generous with his time. So, mate, I, I couldn't agree more. I don't see it every day like she does, but I see it whenever I ask for it. And uh, and I think that's that's a really cool thing. So, mate, I appreciate all the help you give, Patrick, and uh, thank you for being uh, loyal to, to my audience. It's, mo- it's the most important thing that any company can do is just simply give my audience the time of day when it comes to tech support or queries that they have. So, mate, happy birthday, Patrick.
Thank you for listening. If you've got a tech question or any other form of question, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Trish. Hi, Trevor. How are you today? Really well. What can I do for you? Goodly, goodly. Look, um, we've got a Foxtel bundle, which is with TV, uh, internet, home phone, because we're a bit old school in that department. Mm. Um, Now, we're having issues with, obviously, the price structure at the moment for what they're offering is is just not there. Um, What I wanted to know is if we split that bundle out, because we want Foxtel for the sport, there is nothing else we can get sport options with, is there? Uh, well, let's just get to that in a second. Well, what else do you need? Well, let, okay. Are you, the off, other are you thing... off contract, Trish, with, with, with them? There's no contract issues with phones or, or anything like that? Not as such. I think we've expired that. We're just pretty much on a – I mean, we've got to give them notice if that's the case. But yeah. And what, um, what, um, what – are you on the NBN with Foxtel? Yes, we are. Okay. And how much are you paying in total to Foxtel for TV, internet and phone? Uh, just over 200 bucks a month at the moment. Over 200? Yeah. Which I find exorbitant. I mean, they're saying 139 for the premium HD TV, uh, which of course you get all the channels that you don't want. Um, but again, sport is our priority to a degree. Um, and 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 why the the other issue, so we've got internet, we've got phone and we've got Sport, are there any other things you watch on Foxtel? Oh, look, other than National Geographic or something along those nature programs, we're not big movie buffs. We just really like the sport, but we can't seem to find anything that covers the rugby union, the NRL, the golf, you know, that. and this is where I think they've got us a little bit. Yeah, so let's just talk now before we talk solutions, let's talk about your um, home phone situation. Uh, I've called you on a mobile. You seem seem very happy giving that number out. Why do you need a home phone? We're currently on a real cheapy deal with both here. My husband and mine uh, with Vodafone, we pay 20 bucks a month. And we've got each. Each. Um, And it's purely phone. We've got limit to no internet access on our phone, which... Technically, we don't need because we come home, we've got 250 gig with with Foxtel, so we can have our, um, you know, tablets and our phone on the internet 24-7, and we're not paying for anything extra, and when, well, respect of work, what we we do, we don't need it there either because we get free Wi-Fi, so the phone, the home mobile phone is not really, um, other than international calls that's the other issue i suppose yeah international calls mainly back to the home motherland of new zealand yep okay so uh all right here's here's how i want to break this down and this is this i think this is why bundles became so popular 15 years ago telstra did them huge and then foxtel worked it out because you've got one bill you got one number and you're paying that one company, you're getting everything. It's great. You're getting internet, you're getting your Nat Geo, you're getting your sport, you're getting your phone, right? You're getting those four main things. Now, yep. here's this is going to may, maybe blow your mind a little bit, but let's just look at your total cost plus your Vodafone there. $244 a month you're spending with Vodafone mm. and Foxtel, right? Mm. Um, now, you do have unlimited calls uh, on your phone, do you not? Yes. 
So right, so you can you can national, call, yeah. You can call out unlimited. Um, if yep. you, how many calls are you making to the motherland? Oh, maybe let's say three a month max. And you own your phone outright, I'm assuming. We do. Um, I'm just trying to see whether or not I can find on the quickly because I'm going to do this like this would be maybe boring to other people, but I'm going to do this while we talk. I'm going to try and work mm-hmm. out exactly what's best for you. Um, there are definitely plans that will give you some level of, of calls back home, um, but I think digging into those right here and now might be a bit more difficult. But I think that you'll find, even if you made three calls a month, the, the money I'm about to save you will probably offset that, right? So right. let's just assume right. those three or four calls a month uh, are going to cost you, I don't know, let's say, 10 or 15 bucks, right? Let's, Easy, yeah, no problem. like a lot, but let's call that, I'm going to call that uh, NZ, I'm going to call that $15. We're going to allocate an extra 15 bucks a month to calling New Zealand. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to stay on your, let's just keep you on your on your $20 plans now because why wouldn't you? Um I'm going to say I want you to switch internet providers. Uh, I want yep. you to switch to um, to Aussie Broadband. I want you to pay. Um, I'm trying to think it out now. 149, so that's 20, uh, 60, 70. It still comes in. I think that if you switch to Aussie Broadband for um, 109 dollars a month, the thing is that's high speed. I'm just wondering whether we can get you a, a plan that has Fetch TV. Slightly cheaper. Fetch TV is what I want you to get because right. because you know what? It, it's got pretty much the things that you want, right? It's got Nat Geo. It's got those basic things. It doesn't have sport, but I'll get to that in a second. You could spend as little as $79 a month for NBN uh, with Aussie Broadband. Um, that doesn't come with Fetch. You'd have to buy the Fetch box outright. You go to Harvey Norman, you can buy a Fetch box for... 169 bucks, right? One off. You own the box. And from there, I think you pay six bucks a month for a channel pack that will give you Nat Geo. But if you if you split it all out and go, right here, I'm going to spend 79 bucks a month on internet with Aussie Broadband, for example. I'm going to yeah. get a fetch box. I'm going to buy it outright. And I'm going to get a fetch box and I'm going to spend the six or seven bucks a month to get a few channels, including, say, Nat Geo. I'm going to keep my $40 on um, on on. Yeah, what's it called, Vodafone. We're going yeah. to allocate a bit of money to those international calls and then we're going to sign up to KO. Have you got a um, – you, you've got smartphones, tablets? What have you got in your house? Uh, just a uh, Samsung tablet and uh, smart TV, basically. How smart? That's how, it. how new is that TV? Oh, we only got that uh, less than six months ago. What brand? Uh, it's a Sony. Sony? Do you know if it's an Android TV? Does it have the Google button or anything on it? Um, I'm trying to think how you would recognise it. It does. Yeah, I think it does, yes. So on that TV, you can install an app called KO. K-A-Y-O. KO. Yep, seen that one. Yep. Now, you install that, you sign up, and there's $25 a month um, that it'll cost you to get all – of the Fox Sports stuff. Oh. Right? So KO is basically Fox Sports, but via you the check. internet. Right? For 25 bucks a month. Now, if you were, let me just spell this out for you broadly. You're spending $244 a month now. Mm. Um, if you were to get the full, 
uh, the fastest and unlimited internet from Aussie Broadband, including a Fetch TV box. So no need yeah. to buy one out, out up front. No. That's one hundred and nine dollars a month. Sign up to a channel pack for with Nat Geo, six bucks a month. Um, you've got your Vodafone, forty bucks a month. Ko, twenty five bucks a month, and we're allocating fifteen bucks potentially to the cost of some New Zealand phone calls. That's one hundred and ninety five dollars a month. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. straight up, we've saved fifty bucks, forty nine dollars a month, and that remember that forty nine dollars saving. Includes a potential spend of fifteen dollars a month on international on calls, phones, which yep. you may yep. or may not need. And I think that if we did if we did some digging around with Vodafone, you'll find they probably have a deal that isn't quite twenty bucks. Maybe it's thirty five bucks that mm. includes that includes some form of international minutes. In fact, yep. their forty five dollar a month plan has a thousand minutes of international calls to a heap of countries, including New Zealand, um, and 60 gigabytes of data. So that's an extra 25 bucks a month, though. So you're actually better off at this point finding out what it's costing to make those phone calls to New Zealand. Yeah, true. As opposed to, as opposed to upping your plan. You seem to be on a pretty nice, sweet deal there right now. Um, Aussie Broadband offering the Fetch Pack. Um I the only thing I don't know is whether you can get the slower speed internet with with still getting fetch but seriously you've saved 50 bucks a month and Yeah look I'm not penny pinching that much that I most probably would prefer the higher speed and go you know go with that I just feel that we're not getting the you know what we're paying with Foxtel, and now that they've and, and be um, clear, let me be clear the the Aussie broadband NBN plan that I'm suggesting you go on is unlimited internet so, oh, right. So, because remember, KO is going to come over the internet from now on. Just watching yeah. Sports, it's going to use your internet. So, you need unlimited data. But you're currently getting 250 gig of data. Uh, and I'm yep. betting, I'm betting you're on the 50, gig, 50 megabyte speed plan, not the 100. Um, so, you're going to get faster speed, unlimited data. So, wow. you're only saving 50, I say only, you're saving 50 bucks a month, um, but you're getting faster internet. Um, yeah. you're getting um, uh, unlimited data. And with the Fetch, even though you don't like movies, trust me, it's the coolest thing in the world to go, you know what, <laughs> let's, let's, let's watch a movie tonight. And you can Sounds rent a, fabulous. You, you can rent a yeah. movie on the Fetch box at the click of a button. Once you, yeah. What they do is they sign you up for a dollar. Like they, take, they take your credit card details on Fetch for a dollar. And, and once you've done that, you can rent a movie for like three or four bucks. And, oh, wow. And, and plus, every month with, with, with Fetch through Aussie Broadband, every month there's 30 free movies anyway. Now, you don't get to choose which ones they are. They're like a you know, set yep. one. Yep. You might quite enjoy them. So I exactly. think you'll find that that's a pretty good offer. If you sign up to the Knowledge Pack on Fetch, you'll get Nat Geo, Discovery, Animal Planet, CNN, um, Nat Geo Wild, BBC Earth, like that's a that's a six six dollars for all those channels. Yeah, right. Wow, that's got that is food for thought. That's huge. That's more than what I expected to get. I'd be honest. Well, I've saved you. Um, I've saved you twenty percent on your bill, and uh, I've saved you five hundred and eighty-eight dollars a year. Yeah, and after the initial outlay, that will only really reduce a lot more to what we're currently paying as well. But um, still, it was the sport part that was really concerning yep. me because I didn't know that there was anything out there, but that KO. just changes the complete before, ball game completely. Before you do anything, download the KO app onto that TV today. 
have, yeah. a, have a play with it. It's a very different experience. The husband will freak out because it's, <laughs> it's not it's not about live channels. It's not about saying, I want to watch, say, for me, motorsport. I don't want to watch Channel 506. I just want to watch the MotoGP. When the MotoGP's on, because I tell KO that I love motorsport, I love this, you tell it which teams you like, it'll actually put front and centre the things that you're going to want to watch. Trust me, it's, it's right. excellent. Oh, brilliant. Enjoy. Oh, that is awesome. I am so, so pleased I contacted you. That has just opened up a a whole heap of doors, and I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Make the switch and enjoy saving Uh, some money. Okay. Thanks again. Good on you. Uh, Good on you, Trish, uh, from Western Australia, who, uh, like many people, (laughs) heard me on the radio over there, and she's like, this is too complicated for the radio. And it would have been. That was 12 minutes of chatting about her personal situation. I know it kind of drags on, but... I'm just trying to make the point. It's it's funny sitting there doing the calculations. I'm thinking, oh, this isn't a bigger saving as you'd think. But fifty bucks a month, including getting additional things like unlimited internet and faster internet, a saving is is a good thing. It's six hundred bucks a year. Um, that you know, that's good savings. So unfortunately for Foxtel, that's the problem they've got is that you can do the numbers and come out on top. Anyway. Uh, let me know your situation. Let me know if, what you've done in terms of signing up to streaming things and whether you're over-committed or under. I'll tell you what I did uh, during the week. I went into my iPhone and I went into the App Store and you click on your profile name and you looked at subscriptions. And I went, you know what? <laughs> I don't need LinkedIn Premium. What a joke. What? I don't even need a job. Like, what, what do I have that for so I can see who's viewed my profile? Who cares? Um, I don't need Binge. I've never watched it. I tested it. I've never watched a show on it. I've got enough. If I need it, I can have it back. $13 a month saved. I unclicked six or seven subscriptions. There was an app there that was costing me $7.99 a month. I don't even know what it did. So just take these moments and just go, you know what? I've just cut out $60 of spending every month straight there. And you know what? You can bring it back at any time. I, If I need LinkedIn, I can bring it back. If I need Binge, I can bring it back. So yeah, have a bit of a financial literacy moment with yourself, a bit of life admin, as I like to call it, you might just save some money too. Question, something on your mind, looking to buy something, uh, get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Judith. Good morning. How are you doing? Jude, I'm well, uh, but, you know, I get a lot of emails from a lot of people and it's uh, it's amazing to me how many husbands can't speak for themselves? I mean, you, your email starts with, my husband uses a desktop. I mean, what's his problem? Can't he you know, sp- <laughs> think for himself? He can. He could speak to you, but I think it'd no. be easier if I was with you. Yeah, so what, what's his problem? What do you want to do? What do you, what's happening? What's, in, what's going on in your tech life? Well, what's happening? He, he currently works on a, a desktop, which yep. is great. It's nice and big. He can see it. But we're moving into an apartment, and clearly we don't have the same room, so we want something more compact. Mm. Um, but we're, you know, looking at to get a, a, a laptop, a, probably maybe a fifteen-inch screen. But he's trying to just use one product for everything. He currently has a, a Kindle uh, Fire whatever it is, Kindle Fire, and he uses it for reading. And he thinks he's going to be able to use this laptop for reading as well as his everyday emailing and stuff. That doesn't sound uh, really great. I mean, laptops, yeah, Mm. of course you can flick through an e-book, but it's not the kind of thing you can sit on the lounge with really, is it? I mean, why why 15-inch? That's my first question. 
Well, I guess because he's a bit more mature and it would be easy to see, but I've got a, a Spectra and that's, I think it's 13 inch and it's the folding one. And, I, you know, I, I just wasn't sure he'd be able to see that. So we're talking ebooks. books uh, He's using a Kindle now. Um, yeah. You're talking, you know, getting the newspaper. We're talking you know, yeah. Google, email, that kind of stuff, right? Yep, yep. So uh, my first question is, why not a tablet? Um, so for I example, I think, for I example, think he likes the keyboard. Keyboard sure. is important. Absolutely. You can buy an Apple um, iPad and get a great keyboard. The new Samsung Galaxy Tab S7, you can get a, a great keyboard for uh, mm-hmm. as an accessory. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, they – see, the thing about that for me is it really does become his one device, right? Right. So okay, that makes sense. You've got – I can sit on the couch with the iPad watching Netflix or Stan – I yep. can sit on the couch scrolling through emails, and then when yep. I need to sit down and reply to some, I can reach for the cover and put it on. I don't have to have the keyboard cover on all the time. Okay. I can put it on when I need it. Um, and, you know, they snap on and off. It's not like a complicated thing. So, okay. Uh, you know, uh, my big thing with computers and people buying laptops is we, we keep buying laptops because we think we need them. And I yeah. love a good laptop. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not suggesting yep. that you shouldn't buy a laptop. I'm just saying for you know, com- completion of that whole, you know, all-in-one kind of scenario, Yeah, a laptop's not going to do everything. He's going to end up wanting to keep the Kindle going or get a new Kindle. You know, there's going to be yeah. another investment there at some point. Whereas right. you get a get an iPad Pro, like a high-end, good, you know, device, solid price, buy the keyboard with it, and, man, it's got, it's got a mouse, it's got a trackpad on the keyboard and everything. Yeah, um, okay. And you can lie in bed and, and read a book. Aren't they? Your, your Macs are pretty expensive. Well, I mean, you know, what do you what do you think you're going to spend on a uh, on a laptop? I don't know. I mean, mine was about thirteen hundred. Yep. So I would argue that you don't need the the iPad Pro, but let's just let's just talk about the price of the iPad Pro, which yep. is their um, their kind of pro device, and it is a pro device in terms of performance and everything. You certainly don't need the pro device. It starts at thirteen hundred. Now, okay. the keyboard accessory, I think, is not – well, there's two versions, actually. There's their really super-duper advanced keyboard, which might be four or 500 bucks, and then there's their basic mm-hmm. – there's also just third-party accessories for 100 or 200 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the basic iPad, though, and I, I, I use just the, the average iPad, not the iPad Pro. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they start at – what are they? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one here on the website. They start at $529. Oh my God! And what's what size is that? That's um, uh, so that'll be a like a ten ten. It's a ten inch device, kind of nine inch screen. Um, okay. But that's 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 something he can hold easily in his hand, reading a book, no dramas at all. And yep. I like remember with with all these things, especially an iPad, with accessibility, you can increase that font size. If you're trying to say he's old and his eyes are bad, increase the font <laughs> size so that he can read he web pages and everything. Oh, he will. Oh, he'll find it. He'll get back. We all know that. Um, so I think what, what I don't want you to do is just go and buy an iPad, but I also don't want you to just go and buy a laptop. I yeah. think head into uh, a store that has both, like a JB that has some iPads and has a bunch of laptops. Yeah. Um, and, and just look at the iPad. Don't don't let him dismiss it straight away. And don't you dismiss it straight away. Play with some no. features. Talk to the people about, you know, putting a keyboard on it so that you can see how it works with the uh, with an attachment. Um, yep. And make them show you the official Apple keyboard as well as a third party, you know, another company or whatever it might be. Um, yep. And then, you know, aside from that, then you start talking about, okay, I, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go with a laptop. It needs to be what we call a two-in-one, 
which means yep. you can fold it over and, you know, watch Stand on Netflix and also flick through a book. Because, you know, yep. you, you can have those two-in-ones that fold over on themselves. You could lie in bed and flip the screen over so it's kind of like a tent and you could just flick through a, a book or something on that. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what mine is, but I just thought, I mean, his suggestion is quite good with the pad and the and the keyboard. That does sound quite good, actually. You're going to end up spending, you know, the I would say a 1000 is the minimum I'd want you to spend on a two-in-one laptop. Lenovo yeah. have a really nice unit at a thousand bucks. I'm just on the JB Hi-Fi website. Um, you know, you, you can spend a whole lot more than that, but it's a big unit. They're they're heavy. Uh, compare that to the mm-hmm. to the iPad, and I think you'll find that I'd be surprised if you didn't if you didn't at least consider the iPad once you sit down and have a look at it. Oh, yeah, that's great, Trev. Just oh, one question: yep. how different how different is it to use from because we we haven't been a Mac uh, user before? Don't even, don't even think about it as being Windows and Mac. Have you got iPhones okay. or Samsungs? What do you got? We've got Samsung. We've got Samsung. It, it's it's the same process. You're just looking for the little app that is the internet, the little app that yep. is email. It's. Yep. I think you'll find it's the simplest device on the planet to learn. Terrific! Oh, that's excellent. Thank you for taking the time to call. But while you're there, you've got Samsung yeah. phones. Look at the new Samsung tablet. Samsung Galaxy Tab S7 is a great device. So you don't again you don't have to go you don't have to go Apple either. Oh, okay. And and that's the same thing you can get get keyboards yep. and things. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yep, you can and get all the accessories JB's in the world. And fantastic. Well, I can go to JB's today and have a look. Go on. Good on you. Thank you, Judith, Thank for you getting so in touch. Much. And, uh, your let time. me know what he ends up buying. I will. Thank you. And if you've got a question like Jude, uh, get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Well, if you ever wonder how people go about coming up with the idea for an app, uh, how they find success, uh, it's always a fascinating story to me. And COVID-19 has created drama for a lot of people, but has also just had these little little bips of, uh, of absolute genius. And some of the genius is an overnight success. Some of it has been many years in the making. And uh, one such product, one such app, uh, is, a, is an app called WorkApp. And it was created by a Queenslander called Shane Wallace. And Shane joins me on the line now. G'day, Shane. How are you, buddy? G'day, Trevor. I'm great, mate. How about yourself? Really good, really good. Give me the 30-second the elevator pitch. What is WorkApp? Mate, it's a free industry platform for workers and jobs, buying and selling, business advertising and promotions, and much, much more. There's zero fees on WorkApp. It totally works for you, mate, and that's the 11-second elevator pitch. Nice work. What um, what inspired it? How did it come about? It's actually my brother that came up with the idea as a tradie uh, when he had a labourer pull out on him at the last minute and a concrete truck turn up and had to do something to either turn the truck around and wave goodbye or find someone, and he, mm. he managed to find someone real nearby and brought him back to the site and saved the day and rang me and said, let's build an app that finds the closest active workers to the job sites because us tradies need it. So basically, tradies um, you know, list themselves as, as active or available uh, and people that need them uh, can simply put out a call out or search for them and find them. It's Is it kind of like Tinder for, for tradies? Working. Oh, I haven't had heard it really described like that, but I mean, yeah, you're probably on the on the right track. Well, it became a lot more after. That's how we started out, of course. Yeah, yep. We wanted the workers and the tradies to find each other without anyone having to pay. And uh, over the years, we've we've turned it into a full marketplace. We've got merchant facility, shopping cart, PayPal integration for the for the uh, small businesses. That's a digital shop feature in full, and they yep. pay zero fees on the sale of their goods. It's also an automotive selling platform, a real estate selling platform, and sort of events. You've even got merchant facility and 
add to cart button to sell your tickets to your event, and there is no fees. So, and I'll get to the no fees thing in a minute because that always fascinates me about apps. But it, it feels like you've you've come up, you, you created a platform that allowed you to do this connect one thing to another, one person to another, and then you realise that person could be a thing, and it could be a, a job, it could be a, a product, and you're just connecting um, item with item, or a person with item, or person with person. It's literally any form of connection. Well, in an industry sense, yes. So we're not social media. We don't have a news feed. We leave that to those guys for the for the social interaction per se. And this is about trade and commerce. And you see, I, I, I saw over the years people starting to have to pay so much money for, you know, search engine optimization, turn themselves into some sort of social media personality just to get their workload like they used to do and just put an ad in the paper. Yeah. And so my idea was to just you know, bring the digital version of the good old days, remove the fees and make it into a full industry marketplace and free for everyone. Because it is, you know, if you rewind 20 years, uh, and there's still, you know, local papers in, in my area, I don't know about around the country generally, but that have those kind of business card style ads in the where you just, you know, you're throwing up, a, you know, I do tree lopping, I do this, I, you know, it's, exactly. it's literally just... You need a, a concreter. You yeah. know, you need a, need a tree lopper, like you say. You need a massage therapist, you know. There's all sorts that you, you know used to be in there and up for grabs and yeah. it all went digital and uh, and that's just became hard for a lot of people they reckon that there's less than half of australian businesses small businesses actually have a web presence a website right. you know in right. australia and, and, so and the they're, they're the people that need then to find a way to reach the people who are, who are part of the new app generation that's right they, they're the people that need work app because they don't have to worry about now they can just get on they can have unlimited listings. There's no cost. And see, WorkApp also locates the closest active results. So closest plumber, closest hairdresser, closest mechanic. No one gets to pay to rank at the top on WorkApp. We want the closest at the top to Mrs. Jones when she's looking for a plumber instead of the one 10 suburbs away. Mm. And we don't want them to have to pay. It's a bug. It's a real pain in the ass on, on the internet, really, isn't it? I'll give you an example. Florists. Number of times that uh, you think, oh, okay, I'll send the wife some flowers or, you know, you've got a friend who's just come out of hospital or whatever, had a baby or whatever, and you search suburb florist. And you know what? It, it, it looks like you're getting a florist in the area, but actually it's just a business that has paid for SEO to, to that postcode. And actually the flowers could be coming from bloody million miles away. So you're Correct. just you're cutting that-, that all out. Well, it's localising things, which is what we need, I think, in, yep. in times of where we're at, especially in this country now. Um, we need local trade supported and we need the local traders and the people to have a platform that's level playing field. You know, not the one with the deepest pockets that climbs over the little guy. Work app's about a level playing field for everyone. You've, you've obviously built an app. You've spent money on development and design and all those things, but you've said 150 times in a couple of minutes that it's free. There's no charges. There's no, how are you making money? So digital advertising is the revenue model that we developed. It's called Work App Billboards. And when you open up WorkApp, the first six are the free ones in the search results and on the showcase. The number seventh position is the first WorkApp billboard. And then it's in 14 and number 21 and number 28. And we just put the WorkApp billboards all the way through. And advertisers, as an example, like Harvey Norman, are absolutely bound to buy those billboards as we get millions of people on it. And so it's an advertising model that's based around free for the people first. So free to use, free to list. But because your your idea is to get so many eyeballs in the app, then those eyeballs become valuable just to the average good old advertiser in the old school sense. In the old school sense and in the new school sense. You know, the, the advertisers like Bunnings and then advertisers like the little guy, the little plumber, if they so care to, 
you know, but uh, the whole idea is they just won't need to on WorkApp because it's close as active results and we want to localise that trade and commerce. And so how's it gone? Obviously, um, you know, you've been at this for a while, but apparently the last few months with COVID has, has just been a, seen a surge for you. It has indeed. And, you know, like it's been seven and a half years. Uh, so it's not, not, not didn't start last month or last year yeah. sort of thing, you know. And uh, I did have to successfully fail a few times in the early days to even get this thing running from a, from a tech sense. But we're extremely data secure. And because of that, it's the trust factor. People are starting to come and say, well, hey, this is free and it's growing right around Australia and the world. The US is coming on. India's coming on. People in Africa are coming on. And I'm so excited because we literally are just going to grow worldwide exponentially from this point. And so how, how long do you think it'll take you to become to get to a point where you, you can have that advertising model, especially if it's a global thing, because that obviously then creates bigger issues for you with, you know, you're needing advertising sales in, in multiple markets as opposed to just saying, we're an Aussie app and, you know, that's how we do it. Well, do you know, like in the old days, that would have been the case on an old school model, but we don't actually have any staff or a building full of people to pay each week. We actually built a software uh, automation tech piece with WorkApp. So only needs a small handful of us, which are all professional techs in the back end, to run it. And we can be worldwide without a building full of people. So our costs are very low. So millions of people on it. We don't have to sell lots and lots. I don't care to make billions of dollars or we don't even have to make millions of dollars for this thing to work. It's, you know, it's, it's running like a lean machine. And so... I'm more interested in growing it worldwide. And, yeah, we'll sell some of those workout billboards to fund the growth, uh, but I want to see the whole world on this thing, Trevor. And, and you know, it's, it's fascinating because you think about the good old trading post and how you buy and sell cars and things there, and what you're doing is bringing back the simple list and sell model, um, but, in fact, you've, you've reinvented even that because it's free and it's there's a different mechanism for it. I guess it really just comes down to success and results. So you, you're still at that stage where you're small enough that you get – you know, feedback from individuals saying that was awesome, I sold my car, and you get that little boost, that little adrenaline hit yourself? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I have had lots of people would report, you know, success and, and been contacted and sold things, and, you know, that's to me is like music to my ears, obviously, after many years of pushing to do it. And uh, it's just a snowball effect from this point, you know. We're starting – I was I was lucky enough to be interviewed by Alan Jones live on Sky the other night. That was a real thrill for me. Yep. And uh, to be here with yourself now and lots of listeners that are hearing second the story. Second only to Alan Jones, eh? Se- well, I wouldn't say second, mate. I wouldn't say second at all. You know, you said that. <laughs> AJ's a good man. He would have he would have been he would have been fascinated by this mainly because, um, I, in fact, I, I must watch that interview now because he you know he's not exactly a, a tech fan, but can can smash an SMS. Uh, so does use the smartphone. I'd be interested to see whether he's downloaded the app and is finding stuff in his local area. So, But you're right. Well, mate, I think- it, it is all about getting that traction and getting people. You just need people on the app. You just need people using the app and, and finding and listing and, and interacting to, to get that growth. Well, the more the app grows, the more good it's going to be for the people. They're not going to have to pay because the model's set off a free model. And the more it grows, the more revenue will generate from those advertisers as such and stay free because that's how the model's built. So it's just a it's a self-perpetual success in motion right now. Yeah, good one. Well, good luck with it. It's called Work App, uh, Android and iOS. Both, yep. And as the web platform is workapp.world. Workapp.world if you want to check it out and then download it to your smartphone. Uh, start listing, start searching and, and find a, a tradie or a plumber or uh, whatever you need in your area or uh, support local business. Um, through the through the classifieds and the events and all the different things going on in your local area through work app.
Shane Wallace. Good luck, mate. Congratulations on where you've got to thus far and good luck with the future. Thanks very much, mate, and uh, let's go, Australia. We love it. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Anytime you want, just get in touch. Just go to the website, EFTM.com. Whether it's uh, tech, cars, or anything going on, you can get in touch and uh, try and help you out, give you a call. Uh, G'day, Andrew. Hey Trevor, how are you going? Long time no speak, mate. You well? It has. I'm doing well, thank you. It has been a while. It's great to like, uh, talk like again. You're, mate, you'd be four, ten years. Uh, ten years, I reckon. You've been you've been uh, broadly around listening to the gibberish that I put out. So, mate, oh, welcome back. It's good to be back, mate. Uh, what's happening? Hey, well, with the uh, current circumstances around the world and living, you know, living and working in the same, you know, building, yeah. I figured it was about time I sort of, I've, you know, I've got the Apple Watch now to get me motivated to get up and down, but I thought, well, hang on, I really probably should start keeping track of my weight as well. Yeah, getting up and down ain't enough to do anything uh, for, for the old body, is it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Thank you for making me stand up, but you really should be making me get off my ass and walk. Yeah, so I thought, well, I started looking into um, scales, electronic scales, and mm. what they can do and can't do, but there's quite a few out there, and I, I not knowing that particular part of electronics, I didn't know what was a good brand and what was a bad brand. Yeah, I think the problem the problem is uh, there is no traditional brand in this space. You know what I mean? Like you, yep. um, you think about products that have evolved with technology, and uh, and there might be a brand that's just added technology. There ain't no like scale company that was ever really um, you know big and has evolved. It's really now you've got. I look at it as there's three scales to choose. There's mm-hmm. there's or maybe four. There's Fitbit. There's Garmin. There's WeThings or Withings. And then there's just everyone else. So your, your, you know, your Kogans and and other brands that are simply buying the same scales, putting a different cover on them, and using essentially the same app. Okay. Um, you know, I think the the Fitbit Aria is probably the best value of the three big brands. It's like a hundred bucks, whereas the Garmin and the uh, Withings are, you know, between one hundred and fifty and two hundred. Um, I've used the Withings scales at our place. I reckon for seven years or more. Um, mm-hmm. I love them. I think it's amazing. In fact, I'll tell you the funny thing about my scales is when I originally got them, I, I'm going to say it might even be eight or nine years ago, I was also testing a thing called the Adidas My Coach. And it was really cool, this whole situation, and it was a whole ecosystem linked together. And you could set it up so that the the Withing scales would input your data into the my coach and then what I did was I set it up so it would tweet as well but not from my personal account I set up an account I don't know called Trevor Long's a fatso or something and and it would just tweet every time I got on the scales I can't turn that off Oh really <laughs> because the, all the all the ecosystems have kind of disappeared and, and linked or whatever wherever I was tweeting that from is not <laughs> I can't access it so fortunately that account is not public so when I get on it every time it doesn't doesn't matter anymore but the withings um, you know you get on them and it does just normally it shows you your weight but then you stay on them for like five seconds it tells you your BMI it then works out whether you're you know you your wife your kids or whoever because it's smart enough to know that you know you're all individuals and based on BMI and, and weight it, it works that out and on the newer versions of the withings it gives you a bit of a like a seven day rolling graph or, or seven scale rolling graph of whether you're up or down on things and that that that's a feature I don't have but um, 
Mate, they are very how good. You, how do you spell that? Withings. W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S. Oh, okay. Okay, that is how it sounds. Yeah, okay. It's a stupid name. They originally they actually changed to Nokia Health a few years ago, but then they've gone back to being Withings because Nokia sold them back to Withings. Um, but, and do they, do they – does their app – um, link in with, like, say, Apple Health? Or... Good question. I, I've only ever used the app itself, like the Withings app, because, okay. of, you know, I've, I've got the, I've got a, uh, what's it called, a little thermometer as well. But mm-hmm. from what I can tell, yes, you can, you open up the, the HealthMate is what they call it. You open up the HealthMate app um, and you, you go down to activate into your profile and you can turn on Apple Health. Um, so, yeah, Apple Health, is able to receive data from Withings. Uh, it basically cool. just comes via the app, and uh, and that way in the one app, the health app. So you use the Apple Health app a lot, or, or why is it that you well, want it, you want it to be there that data? Well, I, I well, being in the Apple ecosystem, I figured it would be a good idea to use that and or be able to see because obviously my heart rate and that is already you got in a, that particular you got an app. Apple Watch. Yes, I've got the yeah, Apple Watch, yeah. yes. So, no, you're right then. If you've got the Apple Watch and you're getting heart rate and things like that, then then absolutely the health app. If you didn't have an Apple Watch, then I'd say the Withings health app, health mate or whatever it's called, is, is it's, excellent it's, on its be own. sufficient, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good app. It, it shows – because if you've got lots of things in the ecosystem, like the thermometer and, and they've got tracker watches and stuff as well, they've even got blood pressure monitors. Um, it's all there. It's like a real – dashboard and i do see a time it's not today but i do see a time when doctors say you know well can you show me your phone or you know can i get access to your data like with accountants i don't know whether you've whether you operate in in the small business space but my my accountant for example he can just log in and see what's happening in my accounts on the cloud because why would i have to export a spreadsheet and send it to him and everything when he can just get in I think exactly. we'll get to a point where we can, you know, add authorised kind of viewers and you know, your doctor might be one of those people. So that's really cool. And, and I think the Apple Health app is a, is a nice place for it to be. But I can't imagine Apple um, being the, the leader in the sharing your data with health professionals space, but you never know. Yeah, exactly. And what, what sort of price ranges are we looking for, like a base model or... Yeah, pretty much. As I said, the Fitbit's a hundred bucks. The Garmin's and the uh, Withings at you know JB's and the like are hundred and fifty plus. So you're not going to get okay. a cheap one. That's that's your problem. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap. But having spoken from a literally nearly a decade's experience, the Withings scales, uh, I, I've just had to change the batteries. And I mm-hmm. think once I've had to change the Wi-Fi network because I you know changed my Wi-Fi network or something. But sure. Um, but. That they're durable. It, it does actually feel like a, a really durable product that's lasting as long as, you know, another set of scales would have given their digital and what, how high tech they are. But that's pro- personally, I wouldn't go down the super cheap path, even though they do exist, um, only because I can't vouch for them. But no, exactly. I, I was looking. At, sorry, I was looking at one that was the Everfit range, and they were anywhere from twenty bucks up to one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty. Right, and how do they like? Are they Wi-Fi? No, they're all, they they're Bluetooth, so they ah. Bluetooth in your Bluetooth with your phone, and they've got like the eight or nine different settings, um, calculations or or measurements, I should say. Okay, can't mm. can't speak for them. That would be my yep. only my only concern for you. But you know, it is it's a much bigger ecosystem to get into the fully Wi-Fi connected scales. But it also means that you don't need to have your phone and the app open and everything when you get on the scales. It just happens. Mm-hmm. It just works. Um, and you know what, we use it. As much as my kids don't realise it, we're keeping a good track of the kids' weight by every now and then. Just go, hey, jump on the scales, you know, and they and it, they jump on. They see their name come up, and 
we've got a record, a nice little chart and a graph of their weight because that's one of the things doctors ask is, you know, they put on weight, like, I don't know. So <laughs> it's a really useful thing at times too. Cool. I'll definitely check out. Good luck check with, out that brand. The, uh, with the personal fitness journey, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, mate. Um, thanks for the chat. Take care. Cheers, mate. And uh, if you've got a question like Andrew, uh, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. Now, to those in the man cave who didn't like uh, me playing my uh, my favourite song of all time, um, which is just outrageous. I mean, it was just I was offended by the statement that this would put you off. I mean, why would you turn off when this comes on? It's a great song. Now, I'm not going to play it all right now. Okay, just relax. Just everyone, chill out. But I wanted to share, share something with you. Which, um, remember a few weeks ago I played you the um, the Triple M intro, the Everlong song? Well, things have taken a massive turn uh, and I just don't know where to go with it. Um, I, I did a spot this morning with Gordy and Ash on Hit uh, Central Coast. I think it used to be Star of him. I don't know. Anyway, and the guy said to me before I went, he goes, mate, wait till you hear our new intro. I went, okay. Okay. Well, let me just play it to you now. Okay. I'll play you this and you tell me what you think. Expert Trevor Long Talking all things tech Trevor Long, la 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 Trevor Long I mean, wow I, I, I think I said to them, I said, wow, that is way too hip for me And and I since have gone, I don't even know what how that happened How do we go from, you know is it the Fooies that sing Everlong? I don't know who sings it, but anyway, how how did we go from that to what that just was? Well, anyway, um, I sent it to the boys, the CES boys, and it turns out, uh, it turns out <laughs> that it's a song by someone called Cisco. It's the Thong song. Now, let me be very clear: don't play that song to your kids, uh, because this bloke Cisco, well, he loves a thong. Let me just be very clear, he's not Australian. So that might help. Anyway, um, I'll just sort of let you in on a small part of my day, which was a little bit mind-blowing. I'm like, wow, what was that? But anyway, if you're on the Central Coast and you listen to Hit the Hit Network with Ash and Gondi in the mornings, that's the song you'll hear. If you listen to Patty and Rob over on uh, Triple M Gosford, then you won't get that, probably for the better. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. If you've got a question, get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. We'll be back again next week because, you know, technology ain't slowing down. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast.